All shall be amen and alleluia. We shall rest and we shall see. We shall see and we shall know. We shall know and we shall love. We shall love and we shall praise. Behold our end, which is no end. Amen. It is a joy to look out on this beautiful and beloved community of saints, and as I do, I see what St. Augustine deemed an Easter people, a people of wonder and expectation, a people filled with doubts and fears and questions, and yet burning together with hope and faith and love. What else could gather us here at sunrise in the spirit of of those first women witnesses to proclaim what much of the world would surely deem an idle tale. Episcopal priest Brian Baker writes eloquently of a pilgrimage to a holy city where he gathers each year with thousands of companions who meet to lament, to celebrate, and to dream a new future together in the midst of a beloved community that values the beauty and dignity of each. In the city, in the center of this city, stands a temple. And each year, seekers and pilgrims come to this holy edifice to offer their prayers, their regrets, thanksgivings, and hopes alike. And at the height of the celebration, much like we lit a new fire this morning, they light a new fire and this fire consumes their prayers. It is a lethargic and moving moment, one of full-body devotion, groaning, weeping, and the profound joy of simply letting go of whatever it is that needs letting go of. But this doesn't take place in Jerusalem or Rome or Santiago de Compostela, this actually takes place in a site called Black Rock City, a temporary city erected in the remote desert of Nevada each August for a festival, perhaps you've heard of it, called Burning Man. And it is an event described as a kind of funky experiment in community and art influenced by the bedrock principles of radical inclusion, radical self-expression, communal effort, gifting, demodification, and participation. Those West Coasters. Well, begun only 33 years ago, the festival claims no particular religion, and many of the participants would describe themselves among the spiritual but not religious. Well, alongside the temple stands a large figure of a man at the center of the camp. And the official website suggests that the figure represents nothing explicable, yet is a physical and ethical guidepost for 50,000 people during one week of the year. Well, regardless, Reverend Baker, the Episcopal priest, experiences this festival as a deeply Christocentric encounter, one of crucifixion each year, 
as the wooden temple and the man at the center is burned down and the temporary city is dispersed and one of resurrection as each year the city, the man, and the temple return once again. I believe that Baker's witness at the Burning Man Festival points to a universal yearning in every soul for that which is beyond us across the spectrum of humanity's religiosity or lack thereof. It points to a deep longing we all share for the holy, the great I am before whom the prophets trembled, the God of love we know in the risen Christ whom we celebrate this morning through the ordinary means of extraordinary grace, the newly kindled fire, the renewal of our baptism, the sacred meal of bread and wine. These signs and symbols of resurrection provide a lens of faith through which our eyes are trained to see what one theologian described as a whole creation drenched in God. And so at the heart of the Easter announcement is the truth that matter matters to God. As we lit that new fire this morning, it was hard for me to keep from thinking about Notre Dame, an architectural treasure and a center of art, culture, and faith for so many around the world. One of the original churches in the city and for the city, as we say. And I believe that God honors our grief because matter matters to God. And this morning we are also reminded that we are collectively and each called in all our diversity to offer our very bodies as a holy temple, a great cathedral for the God who has made a dwelling place with humanity. Indeed, the risen Christ is ultimately made manifest through the matter of our bodies as we are strengthened to become his hands and feet in the world, bound together in a beloved community in which there is no division between Gentile and Jew, male and female, slave and free, which in the spirit of Paul's writing, we might expand to say black and white, gay or straight, rich and poor, Democrat and Republican, us and them, insider, outsider, and which we might expand to deconstruct all such binary constructs altogether as we honor as holy the complexity of being human. After all, the entire project of Easter is all about reconciliation. Humanity to God, neighbor to neighbor, and self to self, as all our competing and conflicting internal desires, devices, and paradox within finds rest in the one who is. In our tradition, the hope and promise of this beloved community which God will bring about in the fullness of time is characterized as nothing less than a city, a holy city, a new Jerusalem where crying and weeping will be no more, where all things and all people will be reconciled to God and one another with the river of life and the tree of life for the healing of the nations at the center. But where I think popular religion and spirituality often diverge with the scriptural witness 
is in the uncomfortable reality that God does not accomplish the new creation through erasure or escape or willful ignorance. Perhaps that is why even humanity's most virtuous utopian experiments rarely endure long and seldom end well. More often, such communities, whether long-term or intentionally temporary, rely on separation, isolation, and retreat from the world. But sooner or later, later, Burning Man festivals come to an end, and the high of mountaintop experiences wear off. You see, my friends, that great city of God will not be designed and built from a blank slate or an empty canvas, but through the transformation of what already is into what shall be. While some are called to a monastic vocation on prayer of prayer on behalf of the world, to be sure, I believe that the risen Christ invites us this Easter to find him in the city, in the world, in all its division, distress, brokenness, chaos, and mess, that, may, that we may join with God in the hard and life-giving work of reconciliation. To lean in, that we may join with our neighbors and all people of goodwill in the transformation of this world from what already is into the world that God dreams. Perhaps the same is true for each of us. The promise of the resurrection isn't that we can somehow erase or change parts of our stories that make us who we are today. Instead, the resurrection allows us to embrace the whole of our stories, pains, regrets, and the grief that we accumulate included, to recognize the ways they continue to shape and form our identity and behaviors, and then offer it up all to God trusting in God's power and ability to make all things new. This morning, Jesus promises us that new life, new creation will rise from the ashes of our lives and of our world as we seek not only the transformation of society, but of our own hearts and minds. Why do you look for the living among the dead? The angel inquires. This morning, as you come forward once more to receive Christ's body broken and risen for you, I wonder, what dead places and baggage and debris do you need to offer up to God's transforming graces that you might receive new life and be a walking temple of resurrection? I pray that God would fashion from the pieces of your life a story so wonderful, so marvelous, so glorious, an idle tale, too good to not be true. Amen.